Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome to Concierge Confidential. We're back with another week of Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are hitting another episode with my dad, Alex Ortega, who'll be jumping on to list his top five favorite sports books in Las Vegas. He'll be going over what makes a good sports book, what makes a bad sports book, and how they've changed over the years. So um, we'll be hitting this pod with my dad again, which will be coming up next. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everyone, let's dive into today's topic, which is sports books with my dad, Alex Ortega. Hello, dad. Welcome back. Thank you so much for jumping back on the pod. Good to be here. All right. So um, I invited you back on the podcast just because we thought that it would be really good to dive in specifically to what makes a good sports books. We've been going to sports books for over, you know, 40 years, and I think you'd be the perfect person to ask other than a sports book manager or director themselves to figure out what is or what makes up the best sports book. So again, thank you so much for coming on today. Okay, let's go. All right, so jumping into the best sports book. So, for example, what makes a good sports book nowadays, modern day, right now? What would you put into a sports book if you were building a hotel? Well, you know, I'm I'm not a smoker. Neither are you. Mm-hmm. And it can be pretty frustrating with people you know blowing smoke in your face and everything but a lot of the bigger places have a good ventilating system so hey we'll we'll get past that but would you have smoking allowed in your sports book yes because how about cigar smoke <sighs> yes so you got to have smoking in yeah there. we're all big boys hey we're all big boys if you don't want to be around that you know go to church or go to a non-smoking <laughs> place but unfortunately hey It's a free country. Yes. Right. All right. So that's one thing. So that's one thing that you would have in your sports book. But what makes a good sports book to you? A good sports book is uh, TV's always on. Okay. The uh, sheets, which uh, the sheets are the ones that uh, are kind of like the Bible for the day or for the week. Right. And uh, you can see what games you're going to play and whatnot. You want to have plenty of people uh, doing the tickets, and uh, if it's on a Sunday or a Saturday, you want to you want to have some kind of a trap, you know, traffic cop there directing the lines. 
you know, because kind of a free for all or whatever. But uh, so you've talked about this before. We brought, kind of brought them up in the pre-talk discussion of a traffic cop. Who's a traffic cop that you can remember off the top of your head? Well, one of the famous guys. This guy is famous, and I, I love him. I don't know him personally, but uh, Jimmy Vaccaro. Right. Jimmy Vaccaro is a legend. He's been everywhere. Uh, he, uh, he's at the uh, South Point Casino mm-hmm. now. And he's just a nice guy. He was a white uh, white uh, sweatshirt. Right. Jeans. And uh, he very, you know, uh, uh, you know, he's a nice guy. And when he's not, you know, making uh, multi-million dollar deals, mm-hmm. he's picking up pens and pencils and keeping the place in order. But uh, I, I really look up to that guy, uh, Jim Vaccaro. So going and, back to the sports book. Yes. So going back to the sports book and the TVs, because there's kind of trying to break it down for everybody because we don't get into the long list because there's lots of things that can make or break a sports book. But would you want big screens, LED? Would you want like sort of the modern screens like they have at Circa? Would you want it separated like they have at like South Point or something like that? How would you want your screen set up? Okay. A lot of people uh, have never been to the South Point. They stick to the main, uh, the main sport of the day. No, no, but what's the address? Uh, Flamenco or Tropicana? For the Strip. Uh, the Strip is Las Vegas Boulevard. Okay, Las Vegas Boulevard. This is way south, and it's the uh, South Point Casino. Mm-hmm. They have all the sports betting on one complete area. The race is on another area, which is kind of good because it's a complete different player. It's a complete different player. Uh, you know, you, you may get up there and try to bet, bet your race or whatever, and there's a time limit. But on the games, there's, you know, you, you may have two, three hours to the game. So they've split it up really nice. Race book and then the horse book. Right. And that's kind of nice. Right. But would you, so would you want it more airy, kind of like sort of like a warehouse style? Or would you want it more? What, like, what do you think is better? The warehouse style where it's big, airy, big TVs, or more of a sports bar atmosphere where I have like the bar in the center, kind of how a traditional sports book, a sports bar would look like, but there is sports betting adjacent. What do you think is better? Well, uh, the older people, I think you're going to go sports book, airy, whatever. But if you're going to go with the crowd or whatever, like, uh, for example, one of my uh, un- most unfavorite places is the MGM. Park MGM. Park MGM. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've gone another route. It's uh, uh, it's like a sports bar with food right? and that type of thing. But guess what? It's a very, very small betting area. Right. Uh, they have like two people betting and uh, there might be two, three TVs or whatever. But they're going to say, okay, uh, we're going to come, and they're going to depend on the families uh, ordering food and this and that. And it's one of my least favorite books is the Park MGM. And do you think that's where a lot of the strip is going towards? Like the Fountain Blue, do you think they're going to have a larger sports book, or do you think it's going to be more of like Park MGM where it's more of a sports bar? How do you think? Well, uh, to be honest with you, you know, it's... uh, we we uh, some of the people, older people or whatever, they'll go there at some of these other sports books and they won't buy anything. I mean, right. they'll sit there the whole day, drink a cup of coffee, make a big mess, and it gives us other gamblers 
a bad name. Right. Kind of uh, so they're trying to get away from uh, uh, where people sit and sort of sit all day. Take the, the, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost the same uh, with uh, uh, poker. Uh, mm-hmm. The poker rooms, you know, they've taken a hit. Right. You know, people are there uh, playing and, uh, you know, you only play a couple of hands an hour or whatever. And you don't buy anything, whatever. That's why the, the, the in, I don't play poker, but what I see, mm-hmm. uh, it's taking a hit. Yeah. Uh, they take room. And they get free coffee or whatever, and uh, that's, that's why I think poker has not expanded. Right, and I think it's important to let everybody know that with all of like sports betting becoming more popular in the United States, that that's also changed how we build uh, how we build sports books in Las Vegas. Also, because of apps, you don't really need a big space. You don't need a lot of tellers. It's actually more important to have like a good Wi-Fi connection, a good app. And they put a lot of resources into the apps nowadays because you don't need the tellers if you're able to bet on your app, which, again, depending on if you're familiar with it or not, depends on how you have to build the hotel. So it all changes. All these things have factors of how, how it changes. But um, anyway, so moving on, what do you makes? We already said what makes a good sports book, which I think we figured it out. You want to have people there that are taking care of it. On top of the TVs is a huge thing. Not having, you know, Martha Stewart on in the middle of like the NBA finals. What what really makes what makes a sports book bad? Like it's it sounds kind of ridiculous, but what can ha- make a bad sports book? What are you not looking for? Well, What's a turnoff when you go? Well, on? you know, uh, I can afford a beer. I can afford whatever the heck, but. You know, some people want to be babied. You know, you know, mm-hmm. if I bet two, three thousand, uh, you know, Sunday morning, I expect a few drink tickets. Right. And uh, but South, even South Point doesn't do drink tickets no, anymore. No, no. And the thing is, uh, in the old days, you know, you bet twenty bucks, you get a couple. You know, so that would be nice. You know, uh, and and then they treat you like, uh, see, I'm an older guy or whatever, and mm-hmm. they know I bet two, three thousand. Don't treat me like the two or three dollar better, right? You know, and uh, some of these people have become like computers, and they say, "Oh, well, there's no sports." Mm-hmm. The old days, you know, just like casino and those movies, they knew, mm-hmm. you know, who was somebody or yeah. whatever, and it was, you know, you're not a robot, but right. And I think there's a good line in uh, the movie Casino, which hopefully we'll roll it here. In the old days, dealers knew your name, what you drank, what you played. Today, it's like checking into an airport. And if you order room service, you're lucky if you get it by Thursday. And I think a big part of that was was that it did matter how much you were betting. A lot of people sort of live in this new world, like very millennial world, which I use that word a lot, where everything's even, everyone's fair, everyone gets the same shake. And the thing is, the cool thing about Vegas back in the day was that that's not the way it was. It was, yeah, if I spend more money, I get better service, which honestly, I think it should be that way. Because that's the way we still operate in the hospitality business. And I always tell people this whenever I'm teaching the, you know, blackjack or craps or like on the other side of the counter when I was a concierge was, yeah, if you if you tip me 20 bucks and you tip me $20 to print a boarding pass or whatever, and you come to me the next day or you gave me 20 bucks to make a dinner reservation, yeah, I'm definitely going to spend a little bit longer on you. I'm going to help you out a little bit more. I'm going to think a little bit harder about your itinerary just because, yeah. Money does talk in this town, which 
for people like me who really understood that, thought about what old Vegas was like, and this is the ex- expectation that you're coming in. Like, you know my friend, you know Bird, Bird, our, our friend. Um, he even said to me, he's like, hey, like, you know, I'm going to come into town and just pretend like you know who I am. Like, just pretend. Be like, hello, Mr. Alvarez, how are you? And that's the whole fun of it. It's all the window dressing. We're not here in Vegas to, you know, be, and this is sort of what it becomes, that's why I loved being a concierge, not a front desk agent. It does. It's not an assembly line. It's not, you know, trying to get you out as fast as possible. I'm there to sort of cultivate a relationship, which that's what Vegas was, was relationships. That's how you got the I know a guy kind of thing. So it wasn't that he wanted to be, you know, a big shot. He just wanted to feel like a big shot. And I think that's the big part of what we're missing in Las Vegas to what you just talked about was, yeah, if I'm betting two, three thousand dollars you know, a a Sunday that you deserve, you know, a little, a little, um, what's what I'm looking for, a little bit more, you know, you want to reciprocate that. You want it to be seen. And it could be as little as a drink ticket and not being questioned for it, which I think it now has become kind of that way where it's like, yeah, I think uh, we have a minimum threshold we need to hit. And that's, that's never fun. And that's not a fun thing. So I think you're completely in the right there about the drink tickets and being, you know, treated in general in Las Vegas. So I think that's fine. But anyway, so moving on to another thing. So least favorite parts about the hotel or least favorite, what makes a bad sports book is what you're saying is, is not being, you know, treated how you think you should be treated, which not is, it's not entitlement. That's not what we're talking about. But, you know, understanding and being a human being of what's going on, I think is what you're saying. Okay. Uh, restroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I drink some beer. I drink some uh, soft drinks. But the restroom should be readily available. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the strategies are or whatever, but I don't have to be going so, so far and not find a restroom. Yeah. So as you go through your list, yeah. I actually can tell you where the restrooms are for most of these places. So as we go, I'll tell you if it hits up to the test or doesn't stay up to the test for the list. So anyways, so we kind of get into the least favorites. Anything else you want to cover about least favorite, uh, not least favorite, but things that, you know, don't make a sports book good or, you know, don't go in its favor? I want to say a a good thing. Uh, You know, I'm a very picky eater, but uh, at South Point, they have these uh, hot dogs. I don't know, they're a dollar, a dollar fifty. Yep. And I said, okay, I'm going to eat one, you know, because you don't want to go spend an hour at the cafe and, and miss your game. And I've been very surprised. The weenies are hot. The breads are steamed. And very, very good hot dogs at the South Point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're $1.50. Yes. And they're actually nice to, you know, run up to, especially when you're running low on time. Uh, happens all the time. But sometimes you end up in an hour waiting for the hot dogs instead. So that's happened. So um, was that the last one? So snack bars are a really big deal. So you want to have a good, accessible snack bar that's easy to, you know, a deli or something. You know, you know, I like to drink. I like to bet. I want some quick. You know, I want some quick. I don't want to have to go to a, a, a full cafe. Right. I don't want to. Yeah. And uh, one of them, I forget the the name, but it was at the, at the Circa, and they had the great wings. And Saginaw's stuff. Victory Burger. No, the guy, uh, those wings at uh, Thai Wings. Oh, yeah, 8 East. Oh, my God. Which we just did that last Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's hard to find downtown. I was wanting something to eat, and they sent me, like, to this car, this truck, whatever. No. Mm -hmm, The barbecue. I want something quick. So, Brian uh, threw me over here to this uh, this place, Mm -hmm. 
and I got some good wings, light, whatever, you know, and then boom, you eat, you go play again and everything. But uh, no, you need some quick and good. Nice. All right. So we're going to be jumping into our top five favorite sports books coming up on the next part of the pod. We'll also explain some of our least favorites and explaining why we don't like those spots as well the thing is is that i went with my dad a lot two of these places so his list kind of is close to what my list would be like so we're going to be jumping into that after the break coming up next Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential. Just letting you know about a new podcast that we have out. It's called Last Night in Vegas with me, Brian Ortega. Hopefully you're able to listen to it. Um, It'll be periodically put out throughout the week. And usually if I go out in the evening, you'll probably be hearing a podcast about how that night went. So make sure to check out our new podcast, Last Night in Vegas, presented by Neon Smoke Productions. All right, everyone. So we are back. We're listing our top five favorite sports books in Las Vegas, which again, it's sort of opening up the entire United States to more sports books. But we're going to stay to the mecca of sports books, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. So I'm here with my dad right now, Alex Ortega, who's been coming to Vegas ever since I can remember, obviously, the entire time I've been alive. So we did want to list some of our least favorites that this kind of sort of get this out of the way, why we don't like them, and how they you know, may be able to improve their, uh, their rating on our list. So, uh, Dad, what are some of your least favorite spots in Las Vegas? Uh, believe it or not, MGM Grand, okay? Okay, why? Because it's such a famous hotel and everything. Mm-hmm. You go in there, and it's very, very limited space. There's nowhere to form a line. Right. And don't like it. Anyway, they had a real nice deli right next there where you can get a, a deli sandwich or whatever. They closed it. Then they had a bar right there. They closed it. Very, very disappointing for such a big property. Right. And then like the viewing experience, you wouldn't recommend viewing anything there either, right? Only if you want to get a like a like a, a, a neck problem because right. It's so tight, and you're looking up. They have some kind of a VIP mm-hmm. upstairs. I've never seen a person yeah. up there in 15 years, okay? So knowing that I worked there, that was the Noir uh, Skybox, which was only reserved for Noir members or Platinum if there were no Noir members there. So that's the highest tier in Vegas. So, yeah, it usually was empty. Um, I know they use it for filming sometimes, but, yeah, usually you're not able to book it. And yeah, there's nobody ever there. And that wall's always kind of been weird there, just sort of in that space where they could just blow it out and have a much bigger sports book. So I think that would be a, an addition that they can do is knock out the wall and then just have a much bigger sports book. Because again, you can't line up there. So MGM Grand on your shit list, if you will, for sports books. So you had a couple other ones on here. So let's go to the next one. So which one did? You, what's the other one you didn't like, which also uh, starts with MGM? Uh New York, New York, though. Let's go to New York. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, my God. Uh, there is a screen there all the way up, but uh, I'm saying there's 15 feet to a bathroom, okay? Yeah. And At least the like, bathroom's close. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. 
No good. I mean, I won. I I, I won a horse race there one time for uh, sixteen thousand dollars, and they gave me a, a comp, which mm-hmm. I love them for that. But no, no good. And it it's not like if it's a, a temporary thing. It's been the same thing. It the dueling piano bar is more uh, on their you know on their list. Than the sports book, yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing is, they used to have the uh, ESPN uh, zone. Mm-hmm. That closed, I remember that. That yeah. closed. That closed. But no, no good. So New York, New York's also bad. So you also listed M- Park MGM as one of your least okay. favorites. Park MGM, uh, they've gone a different route. They they went uh, a sports book. They have a sports book. They have two people selling tickets, and then they have a real nice uh, sports book bar mm-hmm. and i think they've gone towards uh people maybe you know serving food or whatever but not hardcore sports book and right. there's no horse races either i'm also really mad at them because they told you that you can put money on your app and then go to arizona and then cash out not such the case so we had to figure out how to get your money out of it so you get your money back so for those of you wondering no you cannot put money in your bet mgm nevada account and then cash it out in New York. Um, it stays in that account. They are totally separate entities. So just keep that in mind when they say, yeah, it transfers. That's just so they can sign you up for the BetMGM account. So just keep that in mind. It's good to have an app, but sometimes the apps don't always work or transfer each other. So the last one that you wrote on here, which is kind of weird because I don't actually don't even remember where the sports book is here, but you wrote down Flamingo as one of the spots. So what what's your feelings on Flamingo? <sighs> Flamingo, old school, uh, paper written tickets, uh, just uh, old, old, you know, old school or whatever. It's probably a place where if you want to go, maybe uh, play some machines or play some of the other, uh, you know, five or ten dollar craps or whatever. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't recommend right. it for us. But I think I remember where it's out now. It's like kind of hidden, like inside the heart of the casino. You kind of have to go past the craps tables. It's a kind of off to the right. Really weird. But I think Bird has, you know, comps with all of Harris property. So he might, you know, Bird, our friend, who might go to bat for anything that is owned by Caesars Entertainment. So, you know, we'll, we'll ask him on the pod sometime and see what he feels about um, everything they're doing at Harris. So moving on. So now we're going to jump into our top five. So our top five, this is the fun part of the pod. So we're going to go reverse order, obviously, from five all the way to one. We're going to be starting with one that I sort of was interested on in just because I've never seen you in this particular place, but they did just remodel it, which is actually very interesting. But you wrote down the first one, which is... What is it? Paris. Oh, Paris. You know, the only reason I, I did this one because uh, 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 we hit a uh, $21,000 sports bet. And mm-hmm. it was a horse bet, but it's the worst freaking place. Okay, I mean. But you just uh, said you liked it because they paid me money. <laughs> okay. But anyway, you got the casino, and then you go down the stairs, and there's uh, I'm gonna say about a quarter of a mile of shops mm-hmm. or whatever, and there's a there's there's a sports book and a couple of hot dog stands or whatever, very very bad, not good. I don't know. I haven't been there in two or three years because I don't like it. Right. But but uh, it made your list because you made money out there. Yes. Okay. Yes, but it's so, a long. It's com- 
it's completely away from the property. So what's kind of funny is, is that uh, I always tell people this when they ask me, what casinos should you play at? And I always tell them, well, the one you're winning at is always the best one, um, which is always kind of a funny answer because people always laugh at it because it's 100% true. The thing is, some of the nicest places, like I love to gamble at the, Co- well, I love, I love the Cosmo in general, but you can't play there because it's too expensive. And I haven't won there in a very long time, but I always have good experiences with the Cosmo because that's where I won, you know, played blackjack for the first time. It's where I learned how to play craps. But, you know, Caesar's Palace, like you were talking about in a different pod that you love Caesar's Palace. Never won at Caesar's Palace. It's too expensive. Don't have really good experience playing at Caesar's Palace. But it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful casino. So, yeah, what can you do? So, moving on. So, moving on to your number four, the Mirage. Why do you enjoy the Mirage? Well, the Mirage, you walk in, and well, not only that, it's uh, Vegas vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so funny. It's what a classic Vegas vacation. No cussing, no nudity, but just fun. What's your, what's your favorite line from the movie when they arrive? Oh my god, I like when they they tried to get into the my high club, <laughs> and they stepped into the restroom and they were all blue legged. Right, it's but like yeah. it's like oh my pen burst. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but you like when they say this next line is like, "Welcome to the fabulous Mirage." Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And you got to go past those elevators and all this other stuff. But anyhow, beautiful place. You got an atrium there with fresh flowers and everything else. And it was a very, very open air sports book. I haven't been in a while, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's, it's very nice. It's very nice. And uh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. And to give everybody kind of a visual of what the Mirage sports book looks like. So you kind of turn in, it's sort of in between right now a california pizza kitchen and its own bar there's like a bar that you have sort of walk-up service outside facing the slot machines the casino then it even has like sort of a little lounge area which is where wayne newton sat with uh beverly d'angelo the uh wife of clark griswold and they walk up and they have a drink there, which is this old school like drinks, uh, these drinks that were sort of like uh, like Maui drinks or however, like Mai Tais. And you can't even get those glasses anymore. And we never talked about this on the pod before was that every casino had like a specific glass that you can take with you, which you don't do that anymore, which kind of sucks. I think it's kind of the fun thing. I remember one time my mom brought home a huge Eiffel Tower drink which now we put a bunch of coins in it. But that was a huge drink that you can get at the Paris Hotel. And then also, they still have the balloon. They do sell the balloon now. But anyway, so back to the Mirage. So when you walk into the Mirage Sportsbook, you walk in and it has all the TVs up sort of on these projections, which that was very cutting edge back in the day to have a projection screen onto the walls. And then off to the right, they had the big board with all the numbers that were all electronic, which was... Very unique at the time because they didn't have these sort of written. They used to write them down by hand, which was in chalk in the beginning. So that was long time. Think like the movie Casino where they would go back home the years ago where it was in chalk. Then it was in a white erase board. And then it became the electronic ones, how they do now. And then they would have the sports in the middle. And the horse book was kind of off to the right where they had the horses running on the right-hand side or the left-hand side. And that was a huge deal back in the day. Jimmy Vaccaro managed that place for the longest time. But what was cool was is that it had all the seats, but it also had all 
of sort of like the reserve chairs for the regulars and then they would put whatever screen they wanted and I always remember they had these beautiful um, sort of dividers that had these bronze horse heads on it that you'll always remember that and I remember watching this with you and I don't know if I was 21 because a lot of times we, the cool thing about back in the day with these big places was that even if you weren't 21 but you looked 21 you just kind of stood there and looked like you knew what you were doing and they didn't really bother you, which was kind of the fun thing. So I remember we watched the Fail Mary one time, which was when the Packers were playing the Seahawks. You remember this, Dad? We can't see you shot down in your yes, head. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I, I couldn't believe the call. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't mm -hmm. that uh, replacement referees? Yes, yeah, so that was replacement referees that night. And it was funny because the results of that game, of the result of the fail Mary, they say over $2 million switched hands because of one particular play, yes. which, was, uh, which was crazy. And then the next day, I think two days after that, they reinstated all of the other referees to, to play. So I always remember watching that in the Mirage Sportsbook right next to you. Also, that sportsbook, in terms of bathrooms, had a bathroom specifically for the sportsbook players, it was off to the corner. Like if you think of where California Pizza Kitchen sort of wrapped around, you sort of walked down the left-hand side of the sportsbook and there was a bathroom. Fun fact about that sport, about that bathroom. If you ever go back and watch the movie Ocean's Eleven, in Ocean's Eleven, the guys are actually timing when the guards are coming in and out of the back. They are, they are, those guards are actually walking into where the bathroom is. There is no security guard door there. So... Watch back, Ocean's Eleven, you have the two twin brothers are saying he walked in at 1036, got to watch that works. And they're actually walking into the bathroom and not into an actual security door. All right, so we talked about the Mirage. So you enjoyed the Mirage, which I think is sort of this uh, sort of blueprint for what we think a good sports book should look like. So moving on to the next one, uh, which is going to be the number three on your list is? Uh, Westgate. All okay, right. Westgate. Westgate, uh, been there forever. The, that, uh, that's where we, me and my wife saw uh, uh, Susan Summers years right. and years ago. Um, Elvis, there's an Elvis statue outside. Kind of worn, um, a little bit old. It's way, way, way uh, north uh, strip. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a classic. It's a classic. So, anyhow. And it's called the Superbook. So yes, the Westgate it's a Superbook. Super yep, yep. And uh, everything was going, uh, in my opinion, down about 15, 20 years ago. Everything was getting kind of old. Uh, but now it's called the Superbook. They put a lot of money into it. If you want to go see uh, horses, games, everything, uh, there's a humongous uh, bar that you could sit, look mm -hmm. at all the TVs and everything, very, very, uh, very nice. Uh, the girls wear uh, referee outfits or whatever, and uh, they're uh, famous for some of their uh, contests. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the uh, yearly uh, 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 NFL contest mm -hmm. and uh, stuff like that. And right. then there's uh, some snack bars right behind you. The yes. food smells good and stuff. Very expensive. Very expensive? Yeah. Because I used money's, to money's no object. Well, well, when it's a cafe, then I start sort okay. of putting on the meat. But but anyhow, they but, have yeah. they have their own special parking lot Which where is nice. you can uh, you know uh, come right in, make your bet, and then you leave. But uh, it, it, it's a it's a nice place. It's a nice place. Uh, Good bathroom placement. 
Yeah. Very close. You can go to the bathroom. You get my age. You need to be close to the bathroom. Right. So, yeah, the Westgate Superbook, also known for their prop bets. They're big. They're really known for their prop bets. Their uh, marquee games of the year is a big time, uh, a big time thing that they have there. They're also known for getting numbers up uh, pretty early. Uh, a lot of people think that Circa usually does that good too. Um, getting numbers up early is a huge deal in the sports betting world, just because once you have the number up. People want to get the best number, and then it kind of goes from there. But, yeah, the Westgate Superbook is located in the back of the hotel, which is quite a large property, which when it opened was one of the largest properties in the world. It's called the International Hotel where Elvis performed, and then it ended up you know, becoming the Las Vegas Hilton, which we've ever seen Indecent Proposal with Demi Moore and Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford um, uh, Woody Harrelson, and, of course, Robert Redford. That was filmed inside of the Hil- uh, Las Vegas Hilton, the, came to the Las Vegas Hotel, and now it is the Westgate uh, Hotel and Casino, which has the Westgate Superbook. So Westgate, certainly one of the top uh, casinos, sorry, one of the top sports books in Las Vegas. Um, but you actually listed another hotel, which I didn't think you were going to have on this list. So all the ones you've listed so far, aside from Paris, um, are sort of larger sports book styles. The next one that you have on your list is certainly a more modern uh, sports book, which I'll let you uh, go ahead and list off now. Cosmopolitan. So why the Cosmo? Because, uh, you know, I, I watched the uh, watched the Super Bowl there one year, mm-hmm. and uh, I got me a perfect spot right on the bar. And uh, the bar's like a two-inch thick marble masterpiece. And uh, the gal was probably my age. I mean, I was 55 or mm-hmm. 60 at the time. She was gorgeous, gorgeous. And uh, That I know who you're talking about. She was not your age. Was she? She was like, she was probably in her like mid thirties to forties. Oh no! no anyway, in my mind, in okay. my fantasy. Okay, never mind. Right. So anyhow, very good service. I got a spot on the bar, and I just waited there the whole day for that whatever. But for that reason, it was stuck in my mind, and it was nice, and you could see right. the strip very close, very close. And uh, the restrooms are okay or whatever. The restrooms are very far away from here. Well, they're kind of amazed to yeah. get to. You just kind of have to know it. But, but. Uh, we could see the games and everything. And uh, uh, so, wh- so why I was surprised that you put this on your list was that it is more of a bar style. So it's a much smaller type I- of sports book. But it doesn't have. It, I think they actually do do food now. They have like menus for it, but like nobody ever gets food. But it has TVs around the bar, so it has like one TV on the far ends, and it usually has two TVs on sort of like the long ends. And then you can also look to your left if you're looking where I'm thinking, where you were for the Super Bowl. You look to your left, and you have that big wall of TVs um, that's sort of blocked off because you have obviously people at the high tops, and you have lounge seating, which is typically for sale, typically around you know. For the Super Bowl, they were going for at least probably twelve hundred dollars a seat. Um, it's a little bit more modern because they have like a uh, like a pool area where you could play pool, which is like a very like millennial thing to want to do. They have that that uh, what's that thing where you slide the yeah that air hockey air, yeah, so- air hockey and also. Uh, they have some blackjack tables where you could watch the games right, and lose your nice. money at the same time. Mm-hmm. But uh, what can you do? Yeah, and it actually used to be a different sports book on the second floor. Remember when it first opened? 
And that's now 16 block, which is where one of my favorite speakeasies is. But that area was very, very small and probably was one of the worst sports books for the longest time. And then they moved it downstairs. So I think it's an upgrade. It's now a, a bet MGM sports book because MGM acquired Cosmopolitan, obviously. Uh, but definitely one of the better sports books. It used to be uh, run by William Hill, uh, which wasn't always the greatest because it was kind of a weird sports book. But now it's totally fine. I think Cosmo's good in terms of the sports book. But usually when I'm going to Cosmo, I'm not going to the sports book. But really good example of what a small sports book can, where it can be a small sports book, but also be you know really good at the same time. So moving on to your number one spot, which I think we differ here for this particular spot on the list. But I will let you go on about your favorite sports book, which is at the... South Point. So why do you think South Point is your favorite sports book? Okay. I had never heard of South Point till about 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's off the main uh, main drag there, but it's still on Las Vegas Boulevard. Let me tell you about South Point. You have a whole room for older people like us or horse players completely separate from the sports. You have every track. You have every TV, beautiful. Then you come to the sports part, and uh, guess what? You can bet games two, three, four, five days ahead of time. This would be for, like, like football. Football. They're not afraid. You know, they put a spread up, you do it. In the old days, Brian, we used to visit Vegas, and we're trying to scramble to get a game before you left or whatever. They never used to put the baseball lines up before 10 o'clock in the morning, the day of the game. These people have the spreads two, three days ahead of time. NFL, never, 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 never would they put the spreads up before Tuesday. Now they have it Sunday night. Now these people have balls, okay? You know, what's it going to move? Two, three, whatever, hey. You're either going to win or you're going to lose. But I really appreciate that. Like if you're traveling or whatever, you can put your, say your flight is leaving on Monday, you can put your game for the next NFL. It it helps a lot. You know, a lot of people can be like waiting or whatever or live here like you do. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, no, I I, I like it. And then they have the uh, Del Mar uh, uh, Delicatessen, which has great uh, uh, beef sandwich. The uh, cheesesteak, very, very nice. And then uh, they also have the hot dogs. Uh, we talked uh, right. uh, about how much you like the hot dogs. 150, yeah, what, a dollar fifty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the other good thing is uh, if you get a drink ticket, you don't have to spend it with the waitress mm-hmm. or at that bar. You can use it at any bar in right. the casino. So that's, you know, that that's, that's great. So... It's it's a plenty of parking. It's flat. It's an older crowd. Uh, during the uh, rodeo season and all that, you'll have the the, the cowboys and everything. They have a great a great stadium towards the back where you can do you know do uh, dressage mm-hmm. dressage uh, horses and team roping and all that. But it's nothing fancy, but it's great. It's great, and and it's. By my son's home so we can like almost crawl there. <laughs> <laughs> that works. So that was my dad's top five favorite 
sportsbooks in Las Vegas. We differ a little bit on some of ours. We didn't include Circo, which was very interesting. But the thing is, is that I know how my dad likes to watch games, which is not like how everybody else likes to watch games. Uh, my dad doesn't need a chair. He doesn't need to be directly in line of sight. He doesn't need the sound, which many people, very modern people, need the sound. And the thing is, is I know my dad doesn't need any of those. So I think Circa is a very good sports book. It's absolutely fantastic. It's super high definition. But for what my dad's trying to do and how I like to watch sports, I'd rather be able to stand and watch it. I don't need a chair. I don't want to pay for a chair. They don't have that's good for anybody that's there. They don't have horses. You don't have to whisper dead. You can just let everybody know it's fine. Oh, okay. We're not paid by Circa, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. So anyways, so that's one thing that I think is important to note that, you know, it, not everything matches up with how everybody wants to enjoy their sports. So uh, that was his list. I agree with some of it. Most of it's pretty good. Uh, maybe I'll give my list at some point. But I do think, you know, South Point is really great for my dad just because it has two separate spots. So that was our sports book episode here in Las Vegas. Uh, we might be talking about sports another time sort of down the road, how to do it, certain things like that. But for this particular time, I just want to thank my dad for coming on and coming on the pod and talking about uh, sports books in Vegas. So thank you so very much, Dad. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So hopefully we'll do more episodes with my dad. We'll be going over different things in Las Vegas. But for now, that was Concierge Confidential with me, Brian Ortega, your host. Again, if you travel to Las Vegas and see something or visit or do anything really fun, remember, keep it confidential. Okay.